One November afternoon, three years after Reda had come to the Great Marsh, a child approached the lighthouse studio by means of the sea wall. In her arms, she carried a burden. She was no more than twelve, slender, dirty, nervous and timid as a bird, but beneath the grime as eerily beautiful as a marsh fairy. She was pure Saxon, large-boned, fair, with a head to which her body was yet to grow, and deep-set, violet-coloured eyes. She was desperately frightened of the ugly man she had come to see, for legend had already begun to gather about Reda, and the native wildfowlers hated him for interfering with their sport. But greater than her fear was the need of that which she bore, for locked in her child's heart was the knowledge, picked up somewhere in the swampland, that this ogre who lived in the lighthouse had magic, could heal injured things. She had never seen Reda before, and was close to fleeing in panic at the dark apparition that appeared at the studio door, drawn by her footsteps, the black head and beard, the sinister hump and the crooked claw. She stood there staring, poised like a disturbed marsh bird for instant flight. But his voice was deep and kind when he spoke to her. What is it, child? She stood her ground and then edged timidly forward. The thing she carried in her arms was a large white bird and it was quite still. There were stains of blood on its whiteness and her kirtle where she had held it to her. The girl placed it in his arms. Oh, I found it, sir. It's hurted. Is it still alive? Yes. Yes, I think so. Come in, child, come in. Reda went inside, bearing the bird. She placed upon a table where it moved feebly. Curiosity overcame fear. The girl followed and found herself in a room warmed by a coal fire, shining with many coloured pictures that covered the walls and full of a strange but pleasant smell. The bird fluttered. With his good hand, Reda spread one of its immense white pinions. The end was beautifully tipped with black. Reda looked and marvelled and said, Child, where did you find it? In Marsh, sir, where fowlers have been. What is it, sir? It's a snow goose from Canada. But how in all heaven came it here? The name seemed to mean nothing to the little girl, her deep violet eyes shining out of the dirt on her thin face were fixed with concern on the injured bird. She said, Can you it, sir? Yes, yes, said Reda. We will try. Come, you shall help me. There were scissors and bandages and splints on a shelf, and he was marvellously deft, even with the crooked claw that managed to hold things. He said, Ah, she's been shot, poor thing. Her leg is broken, in the wingtip, but not badly. See, 
We will clip her primary so that she can bandage it. Tint spring, her feathers will grow and she'll be able to fly again. We'll bandage it close to her body so that she cannot move it until it is set and then make a splint for the poor leg. Her fear forgotten, the child watched, fascinated as he worked, and all the more so because while he fixed a fine splint to the shattered leg, he told her the most wonderful story. bird was a young one, no more than a year old. She was born in a northern land, far, far across the seas, a land belonging to England. Flying to the south to escape the snow and ice and bitter cold, a great storm had seized her and whirled her and buffeted her about. It was a truly terrible storm, stronger than her great wings stronger than anything. For days and nights it held her in its grip, and there was nothing she could do but fly before it. When finally it had blown itself out, and her sure instincts took her south again, she was over a different land, and surrounded by strange birds that she'd never seen before. At last, exhausted by her ordeal, she had sunk to rest in a friendly green marsh, only to be met by the blast from a hunter's gun. A bitter reception for a visiting princess, concluded Reda. We will call her La Princesse Perdue, the Lost Princess, and in a few days she'll be feeling much better, see? He reached into his pocket and produced a handful of grain, the snow goose opened its round yellow eyes and nibbled at it. The child laughed with delight and then suddenly caught her breath with alarm as the full import of where she was pressed in upon her and without a word she turned and fled out of the door. Wait, wait, cried Raider and went to the entrance where he stopped so that it framed his dark bulk. The girl was already fleeing down the seawall, but she paused at his voice and looked back. What is your name, child? Frith. Eh? Frither, I suppose. Where do you live? We're fisher folk in Wickeldroth. She gave the name the old Saxon pronunciation. W will you come back tomorrow or the next day to see how the princess is getting along? She paused, and again, Reda must have thought of the wild water birds caught motionless in that split second of alarm before they took to flight. But a thin voice came back to him, I, and then she was gone, with her fair hair streaming out behind her. <laughs> 